I'm A.C. Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I'm your host, AC Brown. I'm your psychic channel and spiritual guide, and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? And today, I have a special guest in the house, my friend Erin Rogers. And the reason why this is such an amazing going to be an amazing episode is because we are talking about astrocartography and I am obsessed. I've been obsessed for years and I'm in a, we won't go there about what's happening in my life, but we're going to tell you how astrocartography (laughs) can help you. So welcome, Erin. How are you? Thank you. I am. I'm great. We're just on the full moon, which has felt very impactful, which is always exciting. But otherwise, good. Yeah. Excited to be here. That's awesome. So first question, is your aura on straight? Well, I just adjusted my camera to make sure it is. Um, I think so. I mean, I'm doing, uh, I'm clearing it every day. So I don't know any hot tips on how you check if your aura is on straight. (laughs) It's just a question. Okay. So let's, no, you're fine. So let's just jump right into it. So Let's talk about astrocartography. You are all about the energetics of astrocartography as well as human design, breath work, all of those things. So tell everyone why astrocartography. Sure. Um, You know, astrocartography and and also human design um, for me came into my life after um, I was a fixer, right? So I was like, well, I'm just, this isn't quite working. If I could just figure out what to fix within myself. I'm going to enjoy my corporate life. I'm going to find the right partner, all this regular things. And astrocartography, as well as human design said, no, you aren't meant to fit into that box that you're trying to make work. You came in just as you're intended to be. And some of the signals for me were I was born on my Neptune and close to my moon line. I've had the good fortune of living in different places in the world. I've lived on a different line everywhere I've moved before I found the system and all of my experiences corresponded with the lines. Wow. Um, and then s- same with um, with human design. I realized that I was a highly intuitive <clears throat> channel, medium, and everything else. And it was like, oh, well, maybe being a corporate recruiter is the problem, not me not loving it as much as I think I should. Okay, that makes sense. And so when you talk about astrophotography, and because the people who are like, what is that? What does that mean? What is yeah. the energetics of it? What does it mean to your lines and all of that stuff? What does that mean? Yeah. So with the like very base level, what I love is it's, um, it is, you know, if this is an audience that's familiar with human, human design, but it's, you know, the moment you were born, the planets were in a certain configuration in the sky and astrocartography basically captures those placements and overlays it on a world map so that you have physical places in this world that you can go and interact with or travel to live on or be born on that will give you the energy 
of those planets of let you connect with understand delve in more to your own personal energetics throughout those planets have to teach you awesome so my another question that i have i have so many questions i have yeah. all them written down because i think this is important um and if you ha- want to work with erin i'll give you all that information on how to reach out to her when you were let's on this self-awareness journey and mm-hmm. you had this kind of spiritual awakening Mm-hmm. Do you remember which line you were going from to where, like from this point to that point, because you were in corporate America and then you were like, oh, something's not right or whatever. So what your corporate career, what line was that on? And can you talk about that? Yeah. So most of my life was spent in Vancouver, Canada. I was born near there and, um, I was born under a Neptune line, which is very helpful for spiritual things, but it can be hard to see people clearly. So although like I couldn't work my personal life, I had a hard time judging people. Well, I would um, very much the low end of Neptune descendant, which is where I was born is like people that are just not truthful. It's sort of like the concept of seeing underwater and there's all those bubbles. So you can't see things clearly. So I would be like, I'll say, um, duped by people where I was like, I thought you were this way and that, but you're really over here. And so Neptune for me was highly spiritual, but my personal life really suffered because I also wasn't clear with who I was myself versus let's say when I moved, when I was younger, I lived in Australia and I lived on my Uranus line. And I was like, Uranus is all about change, innovation, um, that very Aquarian energy. So like I went there and my whole, my whole life changed. I never went back to the town where my parents were living in terms of like living there. I changed my whole life. I figured out who I was. I found my own identity and say when I lived in France, it was another opportunity. I believe it's my, I'll have to pull it up. Um, my moon's node, but just like figuring out who I was in my own path in life. And then I would travel a lot. So I would get out of the energy, but I always found Vancouver challenging because it would feel a little bit like I was underwater. And like, if you live on your moon or Neptune line, your body can also just retain water as part, most of the moon energy, which I I can literally see the physicality. I'm like, you really retain water here. I'm like, yeah, I know. And it's a wet place already, but down to even the physicality of how my body reacts to the location. Oh, wow. So when you moved away from there the first time as an adult, like after the corporate kind of career, Mm -hmm. what was that kind of shock to the system? And where did you first go? Like what line? Well, remember (laughs) the problem was I stayed on the line. The line runs all the way down to Sedona. And I went to Sedona because I uh, was in a car the year before, not the year before, six months before and got hit by lightning in my car. Um, so the irony is I keep being pulled back. So I lived in Sedona. I lived in Sayulita. They were all on that line, but like in LA, cause I drove down has my Neptune and my Venus line. Mm. And I definitely could feel that like my ability just to communicate and be received was just heightened there. Things go really well for me in LA, although I find it intense as a, as a general as like, a city, right. As a city. Um, but yeah, the, my ability to, I mean, as simple as like get hit on is easy. Like LA, it just seems to happen. And I'm like, this shouldn't necessarily be true. So I can, I can very much feel the the difference as I move through, but the lines that you're born under are kind of the concept is like they're in your backpack. They're mm. always with you. Okay. So 
And then some people aren't born in any lines, but mine are always, so that moon and Neptune are always kind of with me and they're mingling with the other lines. So in some ways there's no fully escaping it. Although if you get into the energetics of it, meaning you think about all those energy, those planets as energies, I, I can work with it in that way and, and separate my, myself out. No, that makes sense. And let's jump to that when you don't have a line in the place that you live or were born, because thinking about this interview, I wanted to talk about that energy because the energy is interesting because as you know, I'm not on a line where I currently live. Mm -hmm. I don't have any major influences and it feels very solid, but no progress. It's just like, almost like the energy is very just existing. Yeah. Yeah, that could be a great way to describe it. So let's say, yeah, you're, especially I find, and this is just my own like personal, is if you, if you aren't uh, defined with a sacral, I feel like you're just even that much more open. Or if you have very few centers defined, like just the more openness in your chart, I feel like you can also feel into lines a lot more. So let's say you, you're, you are where you are. And instead of moving to the three locations, maybe you're considering moving to, you first decide to bring the energies of those locations to you. So let's, mm. let's say one is on your, I'm trying to remember what they are. It was like Jupiter, Jupiter, Jupiter yeah. Saturn, Neptune. Yeah. Neptune. And then the out West is yeah. Pluto and Jupiter. Yeah. yeah. And so then I would say that potentially what you could do and you can tell that I have a three and you have a three as well um is you could run an experiment you could try each of them for two weeks and like consciously call that energy in from those locations so you could do that explain that more yeah explain that more for people who are like well I can't my Jupiter line or my Venus line is in Mexico and I'm not going there what do you mean by call that in so let's say it's in Mexico Mm -hmm. um then you could consciously cook with spices from that part of Mexico. You could eat food from that part of Mexico. You could watch movies. You could connect with um, characters, whether it's a movie character or a book character from that area. You could read books. You could watch movies. I find music, but sound really impacts me. A really easy So listening way. to music from there or yeah. artists. Interesting. And then what I've created in this new, the new course I built was going into the um, sound vibrations of the planets through meditation and some some workbooks and other pieces of just being like, I'm just going to go straight to that planet <laughs> through the vibration vibrations and right. vibration really works for me. So there's lots of there's a lot of ways in which you can use all of this energy without ever going there, and you could even uh, use crystals. So crystals that are associated with planets sound is associated oh, with planets. I love that. I love um, that. And you can also use crystals and potentially sound as a counterbalance. So let's say you're going to go to your Pluto line and you're like, it's a bit intense. I would like to soften it. And, right. And ground more. Right. And maybe for you, moon, the moon energy feels like the right softening. And I have a, I have a, a chart um, that people get in the course, but maybe you want to wear a moonstone to like, uh, okay. It. And really allow that moonstone to be activated on your body and almost let it be part of your auric field so that okay. you're not like smack down in the middle of death, rebirth, and transformation more, more so than you want to be. 
Mm. So let's talk about that death, rebirth and transformation. When we think about these lines, because I'm sure people listening to this, some of people are on really horrible lines and not saying that something's good or bad, but what are some undesirable like planets to be on where you could see in your life, it's showing up very quickly. Yeah. So like you said, there is no good or bad. And like, I would say what I find so funny, like Scorpios tend to love Pluto. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that, that, that sounds familiar. That, I mean, and, that sounds right. It you know sounds what I mean? Like they would like just gravitate and like, yes, I want to be reborn all the time and challenging and deep and connection yeah. and all of that stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. Where they might, they actually tend to hate, this is very generic, but tend to hate their sun line because they don't want to be mm. that well. So they like to be in the shadows a little bit and have that control of that Scorpio, like here I am, I, I get to come in and come out, but I'm in control of it versus like a Leo who's <laughs> like, give me the give sun, me right? The sun, right. And for them, maybe Pluto feels harder because they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get to that eventually, maybe. And so this is where you have to figure out for you personally. But like, <laughs> as I'm a Sagittarius, I've got five planets in Sagittarius. I'm generally less keen on Saturn because I'm less keen on Capricorns. Right. <laughs> this is a fair. Same here. Same here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like both my parents are Capricorn. Like I've got lots of it in me. Right. And so I, I'm always like, just it's really structured. And so for you, maybe Saturn feels really structured and rigid. And so for you, you don't want to, you want to invite more play and joy and sensuality in your life. So right. I would say, generally speaking, Chiron can be tough. Pluto I would, can. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Good Lord. What would that be like living on your Chiron line? Yeah. So I would say people born on their Chiron line have the tough, the potentially toughest time because they have to go through that healing, their intense healing. It becomes their gift, but it just, whenever I've done readings for people on there, like that have been born on it, they're, they're just a different level of human. It's just different. Mm -hmm. That's all I can describe it. Well, yeah, you're going through so much like uphill, like it's, you're going through a lot. Yeah. It's, it definitely can appear from the outside more difficult. So let's say you're going to go on like a healing retreat. So I like using the lines for things like retreats or hiring coaches. So you want to hire a transformational coach, see if the coach comes from your Pluto uh, line, see if your healing coach comes from your Chiron line, because people can also bring those lines to you. Um, Pluto, Chiron, Uranus, um, and then maybe, maybe Saturn, depending on who you are. So maybe the more like um, I guess that's kind of more the outer planets in some ways, plus Saturn, but um, are you ready to look at your healing? Right, right, right. So and if you, you're unknowingly pulled there, mm -hmm. like, okay, I might not be ready. So you can, so let's talk about that a little bit yeah. because you can pull people into like from other places to have that energy based off of where they live. Yeah. So typically, um, it's where they were born, generally speaking, they'll hold that energy. So let's say I look Interesting. At, I look at your astrocartography chart and I look at where I was born. And the one I know that's true for sure is, is Alex and I are, are on each other's lines in a positive way. And so then mm -hmm. maybe when people find me and are attracted to me, I tend to maybe be on a line that's associated with intuition or healing or transformation. 
Okay. So, and just those who are watching or listening, we're talking about our friend, Alex Canto. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, who, is, who the hell is Alex now? <laughs> yeah. Miss Cantone. Um, and so she's like, and she's born on a Jupiter line and I'm Sagittarius. So even though there's our charts don't match up, there's a lot of similar energy I find from that, or at least understanding. Okay. That makes sense. So what advice do you have for people who are not so, especially in this is interesting because I think that so say you're in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you and your spouse live a certain place or you and your partner, whatever. And you are in a great place, astrocartography wise, and they're, they're not. Yeah. How do you rectify that? Yeah. So when I've had clients that have had this, um, I would, my, my personal recommendation is to lean into your partner's energy. To use their energy as, as so that you can access what they're experiencing there. So that's one. Two, if it's your partner and not you, it's a fine line between trusting that they're there for the transformation, the realization, the experience they need, and also needing to live with them. Like my, this woman, I right. Cause that could be, they were on her husband's Pluto line. So we did invite some like essential oils and some stones in just to create like within the house and with their atmosphere. Um, they did eventually move. Um, but so yeah, you can use, I forgot to mention earlier, essential oils can also be a really great thing just to have in the house or on your person. Um, consciously leaning in to the person that has a more positive placement or just trusting that, that, that what seems difficult is perfectly placed, but then within your home, you can invite in complementary energies. Okay. Now that goes the same for, say you want to move to your Jupiter line and it just doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense, or you want to move to your Venus line or things like that. Do you recommend people just going to visit a few times a year, et cetera? Like to get that energy and like bring it back with them? Like what's your recommendation there? If you just literally can't move. Yeah. If you literally can't move, but can travel, definitely go try it out. Um, classic astrocartography books would say it takes two weeks for you to really feel the energy of a line. Okay. Uh, I've experienced it differently. Although I would say that I'm, I tend to be energetically sensitive. So this is always like, what's true for you. Um, if you have a pretty open aura that's that's clean and healthy and is working well, it probably is responding to energies and you can get that sense pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, go to the line, see how it feels. Like, let's say you're someone who writes books. Let's say that's what you do. Then maybe twice a year, you go to your Mercury line and you always do outlines and like mm-hmm. you get a core of it done that needs that like starting energy to like, oh, okay, I need the inspiration. And then when you're at home, your office space where you write or your computer has a photo background of where your Mercury line sits that you want to work with. Maybe it's Mercury on the MC, you have a bit of music playing and that like brings that energy to you wherever you are to continue through, you know, getting into the details of the book, for example. Okay. I love that. So tell me about some of the more desirable planets that really kind of propel I, I don't even want to say propel but people really notice a a shift that is positive sure again highly personal I'll tell you what people ask for the most often <laughs> of everyone, course yes 
<laughs> everybody wants to know where can I make the most money at? Probably. <laughs> no, everyone wants to know. No? Do I have, have literally at least everyone that comes to me. Um, do I have a line in Paris? Do I have a line in Bali? Really? Oh, Paris is the number one. I'm always like, fair enough. I mean, I lived in France, so I'm like, maybe it's my energy, but Paris is like, so but Paris, right? And I'm like, we must all pass through a souls through Paris because everyone has energy there. Um, so there's a few physical locations on the planet that people tend to want to know about. And then it's usually Venus. Really? That's the top line that people ask you about? Really? Yes. I mean, where I, is I, my love I mean, line? I mean, um, I want to be in love and stuff, but I, I, I don't, that's not a priority. Look at me, that's not a priority right now. <laughs> that's how we've ended up here, haven't we? Right. Um, no. <laughs> so for those listening that are like, yeah, Aaron, I would like to know that your Venus descendant is said to be your love line because that mm. gives that loving energy and descendant is what brings people towards us. But that said, you might love quirky, weird, eccentric people, then Uranus on the descendant might be might be your version of love, but very heterotypical, I would say. Venus on the descendant is what you're looking for. Some texts would say that's to attract women. And some texts would say Mars on the descendant would be to attract men. Huge asterisks. Mars can be super aggressive and it also can denote literally being physically attacked. So that is where all of this is always so personal to each person. That's why I always invite people to see what's true for them. But those would be the love lines. Obviously, Jupiter is expansive, especially for career and good luck. So you might want to look for Jupiter. Um, If people want to be famous, want your fame line, sun on the MC. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Those are probably the most sort of common. Okay. So Venus on the descendant, Jupiter, and then the sun on the MC. Okay. So those are good. Okay. That's, I love that. So let's. Okay, so we have some favorable stuff. We have some not favorable things. When I think it's really important because since you're so knowledgeable, how did you like get into this Mm. work? Like you lived on so many lines, lived so many places. What was calling you to this? Totally. So one, I will say I, so funny when I had my corporate job, People were like follow your passion, and I was like, I'm not gonna be a, an astrologer. <laughs> Never mind. And like, I loved astrology. Like, reading my aunt's book when I was eight, I realized later, I'm just like obsessively reading it, but thinking nothing of it. Like, kind of right. like everyone, everyone wants to know their horoscope. Um, and just for me personally, and maybe this was for human design for you and some other systems you work with. It's like I just got it. I was like, yep, yeah, got it. Like it, it's it's so lame, but it just made sense. I took I've taken a few different courses from people at various levels of knowledge and astrology, like a top end astrologer and then just read books. But, you know, I three fived it. Yeah. I talked talked to people. Three five bias over here. Any three fives listening. (laughs) We're special. That's just what happens now. (laughs) My own learning style was eventually to be like, hey, what's your birth time? Let me tell you about. And like, I just, when I'm excited to, I'm a generator. So I'm excited. I'm telling you. So the knowledge felt like it came naturally. The application when I took courses really made sense to me. And then for me, the interweaving with human design is like, yeah. why? And how why? do you weave that together? Like what's your process of weaving astrophotography and human design? So for me, 
in human design, the things I end up talking about the most are energetics in terms of this, the, the chakras, really chakras and gates are things we, I talk about pretty often. And so planets are associated with gates. And so for me, it was like, oh, do you need to delve into this 4323 and your 43s in Saturn? Wouldn't it be mm. helpful to know how to physically connect with Saturn to better delve in to your gate? I have, <clears throat> like, I have a client a few years ago now who moved, we talked about it. He moved to his Saturn line for his Saturn return. It was in a, a fairly significant gate that showed up a few times in his chart. Gosh. And it's like, and it's been interesting though for him because it's like coming into our masculine to finding a foundation within our life to going through that was super positive for him versus my own internal bias to be like never so for me it's right because really- I'm like why would why would you, I would never <laughs> yeah. recommend like, no, 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 no. so for for him that was a really beautiful experience versus say for some uh, a woman wanting to connect in with maybe maybe her Venus line just because that's a fairly feminine energy or as I spoke to someone was in the queer community and they offered a that's bottom that's bottom energy versus top energy I was like, okay okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> i am expanding my knowledge i accept i am definitely not okay well versed so my feet my venus line is near i think arizona like las vegas yeah. i think and I, I love las vegas that's probably why and it's I receiving it. right and if you think about venus is receiving and it's about money i bet you do love maybe it. you do okay yeah i always win money when i'm in vegas yeah. So that would be like a positive line and anyone can access that. But let's say your Venus was placed fairly predominantly in your chart in a positive position and you wanted to more deeply connect with your human design, like growth and experiment. How nice is it? And just to me, that's how I learned to have a physical spot on the earth. Right. Or those other tools we talked about to tap into it when you, when you, when you deepen into your experiment. And then we'll have to talk about this another time, but then also the identity center, which you and I talked about and all yeah. the planets and those expressions, but that's, that's another, another, another conversation. So I guess you would say that when people are thinking about astrocartography and as well as human design, because I know when we have our conversations, because I'm a projector, some of the things that I'm looking for or wanting might not be good for me based off of my regular human design energetics, because I might not have the energy, et cetera. So would you say it's more more important to not necessarily worry about the line, but more about what, have clarity on what you want to get out of the experience in that new location? Yeah, so I would say this, this, this reminds me of how our conversations go, where I say it's heart-led and sometimes you want it to be mind-led. Right, that I'm feels, just like, I want to, come on. That, that feels very Do mental. It. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yes, but that's very mental, I would say, you know, you know, it could be healthy. My inclination, and this is how my life goes, is where does my intuition lead me? And then I'll go look to see what's happening right. there and then sort of reverse engineer, like, oh, well, why might that be supportive for me? Um, and sort of trusting it. Right. And I've traveled, I mean, I got into a Yukon SUV in San Diego because my, energy, my, my intuition told me to drive to New Mexico. So like, okay. I'm the extreme version of like, wherever spirit tells me if that feels like in alignment, I'm going. And then I looked at the lines that I would interact with along the way. Mm, okay. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So when you think about all of the work that you've done over these years, went from corporate HR and recruiting and all of that stuff into where you are now, what would you tell your younger self? Mm, 
Oh, it makes me emotional. Well, get to get the tea. (laughs) I have an an open emotional center. Um, I I mean, the very simple thing is don't worry so much and enjoy it all a little bit more. Mm. I just always really wanted the answer. And I think I missed a few things that I could have enjoyed a bit more. Okay. I love that. So for those listening who are in places that they might not be enjoying so much, mm-hmm. would that be some sound advice for them if they're on certain lines or certain placements where they're just not, where things are just passing them by? What yeah. advice would you give them with that? I would say, make sure you get the lesson when you're there. Cause the lesson mm-hmm. will follow you. Oh, and shit. The- <laughs> who, wants, who wants to bring that to your Venus or your Jupiter line or your sun line? <laughs> and the way that I was able, I feel like to energetically transition out of corporate was I, I found a way to enjoy it. Meaning like versus thinking it was all hard and coming at me. It was like, what am I teaching? How can I let go? Where can I bring my desires and gifts? How can I be more of myself? What can I do in service of others in support of? Um, my salary increased, but more than $50,000 in that time frame. my, um, my performance, I got promoted, all this crazy stuff happened when I stopped trying to fix it and started being mm. more of myself, letting the lessons come in, allow my true essence to flow and people to see me and everything changed. So by the time I left, it was like leaving a 14 year relationship in love versus burn that thing down. <laughs> I hate it. And love right. say like, there's nothing else, no matter what happens. And I had a really amazing job and amazing team. This is not going to satisfy, but I know that. And I leave this from love. And that to me was made the biggest difference. And then being able to step into the next thing and leaving that energy behind. And then, you know, le- phasing out all those lessons of like, just recovering from 14 years in corporate took a while, but that's for me was the biggest shift in my perspective because I couldn't change the environment but I could change my perspective Mm, I love that and the reason why I love that is because we do look at things so like things are happening to us especially when we talk about energies that sometimes we can't necessarily change right away which is where you live Mm -hmm. and so that's why I wanted to touch on that and how can you enjoy it how can you change your perspective when you might be on your Kyra online or something and you just can't move right now. So what do you do? So I think that's some really, really great advice. Mm. My next question for you is, and this is just questions that I love asking. um, If you could do the, if you had a choice, you can only pick one. Would you do the last five years over or jump to the next five years? I mean, you're asking an optimistic Sagittarius. Um, (laughs) Only one. You can only pick one and why. Uh, I mean, I will, I will say the next five years, because I intrinsically believe in my own physical being that they are going to be amazing, like beyond my wildest dreams, amazing. And I deeply like appreciate what I've experienced, but those feel very foundational to the next five, which are going to be, I think pretty spectacular. That's awesome. Okay. Only um, many people choose that. Only some people have chosen the last five years like and I was just like you you do it over (laughs) I mean it's it's nice to know what will happen in theory Um, right but um 
I am a forward motion kind of gal and I, I trust that it only gets better. So that's, that's where I choose. Okay. So <laughs> with that forward motion thinking, mm-hmm. what are, what are some other things that you're going to be doing out, you know, with all the things that you do do, like what's lighting you up right now mm. that people can expect to hear from or when they follow you and all of that stuff, because everybody's going to be coming to you for astrocartography. <laughs> <laughs> so what else yeah. is there? So I love astrocartography, but the underlying theme of everything I do is I, I think it's inviting people back into their own sovereignty. Mm. you know that's the same thing that that tool did for me so while I love human design and I love astrocartography I mean I love a tool in general it's it's the invitation back to you to find your own personal truth and then be able to move through the world from there and so I think what I feel called to to um, to build upon on all these skills I've grown is more of the energetics piece so I think next year I'm going to be releasing a program around um the energetics of entrepreneurship. So I think we can mentally. I love that. Oh, good. That's always a good sign. We can mentally know what to do, but I, my experience has always been, it was the, it was the block in my body, not the knowledge that stopped me from my next stage of growth. Um, and I really love the work I do there. So um, energetic pods is how I think I'm going to bring people together. So you have some community, but small enough experiences that you get to mm. interact. Um I'm going to release the, um, an energetics of human design chakras because it kind of ties into the way I've, I experience it, which I'm excited about. Um, and then I, I don't know yet. We still got to go talk to the people upstairs and, and chat to them some more. Um, but I think the most, the quickest thing that's available is um, the energetics astrocartography full course. And then I'm going to sell an individual planetary experiences so that you can. That's choose. awesome which ones you want to start interacting with um, that come with an ebook, a personal workbook for your own energetics, and then some, some guided meditations and maybe a few other goodies in there to, uh, to kind of get into that integration and start with maybe one planet, if that feels good. And then maybe you want to go into the whole, the whole course eventually, but a fun place to start. That's really digestible, no matter, no matter your knowledge. That's awesome. So I I would suppose and guess that, what people can do if they can't physically visit, move to these locations and all of that is just learn how to through some stuff that you'll be offering is how to embody these planets because they actually kind of help. Like for me, Venus is for me in my second house and my second house is ruled by Capricorn. I, mm-hmm. I have I have my little biases about Capricorn. However, um, it rings true. And when I tap into Venus things, things are amazing. So <laughs> for those listening, you know, she, Erin's really amazing at this. Um, and it will really help you. I will say this, be very clear about what you want, because just from our talks, TMI, not telling them my business, but (laughs) I thought I wanted certain things, Mm. um, for places, you know, that we've talked about and they just don't feel right anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, that changes. So, you know, just be careful with that. So my last question to you is what do you believe is your superpower? Mm, I mean, what, what it says to me is seeing the truth within people and seeing their highest expression that's possible. I love that. I didn't even know the answer until you asked. Great. Thank you. Thanks for getting me in response. Always (laughs) appreciate it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, 
I hope we answered some basics about astrocartography and everyone go follow Erin. I'll put all of her information in the show notes. Um, make sure you like the video. If you're watching, make sure you rate the podcast and all of that. And um, thank you so much for being thank on. you. We could do this. I could do this all day with you, but thank you so much for connecting today. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Street. This podcast was produced by Callie Green and edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.